This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. How I Got My Wife to Read Comics Episode 634 This episode was pre-recorded. Can a comic book collector of over 30 years get his wife to read them? Will she let him keep them? Learn more in this podcast. Let's go to the comic book lounge with Mindy and Mark. Let's all take our seats. It's Crisis 315, Infinite Crisis. This is How I Got My Wife to Read Comics. I'm Mark. And I'm Mindy. Just a reminder, you can go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts and blogs, or subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com, like us at facebook.com slash sfppn, check out Instagram at sfpodnetwork, or call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. In our last Crisis episode, things had gotten so bad that the Golden Age Superman returned to make things right? Will he succeed in replacing Earth-1? Infinite Crisis number three, Divine Intervention. Written by Jeff Johns, penciled by Phil Jimenez, inked by Andy Lanning, Norm Repmund, and Wayne Fotcher. Special guest artist George Perez. Colored by Jeremy Cox and Guy Major. Lettered by Nick J. Napolitano. Assistant editor Janine Schaefer. Editor Eddie Berganza. Special thanks to Greg Rucka and Simon Colby. In San Diego, a team of Atlanteans led by Aquaman attempt to stop a series of storms flooding the West Coast. At the same time, another team defends the city of Atlantis, only to see it destroyed by Spectre, who is working to destroy all magic. On Themyscira, the Amazons continue the battle against the Omax. The women reveal their most dangerous weapon, the Purple Death Ray. Back to the Batcave, where Bruce tries to reason with Brother Eye, then order it to shut down, which it refuses. Program, truth, and justice must be completed. Bruce smashes the terminal, like, what is that supposed to do to a satellite? He falls to the floor. God, I wish, I just wish I could start over. Cue Cal 2, who arrives to tell him he can. Back to Karen, who tells Lois to get some sleep. Superboy Prime asks Karen, are you going to let her die, Power Girl? Because if she doesn't help them bring back Earth 2, that's what's going to happen. Power Girl wants to find a way to bring the Earths together. But Superboy Prime tells her that Earth 1 isn't worth saving. Their Superboy, Connor, has stepped back from heroism hiding at the Kent farm. Superboy Prime hands Power Girl one of Lois's journals to read. Maybe that will change her mind. In El Paso, Texas, a group of kids are arguing whether they should care about a test when the world is ending. A number of meteors crash into the city, and Shadow Pact arrives. Blue Devil, Ragman, Rook, Enchantress, Nightshade, and Detective Chimp. These are pieces of the Rock of Eternity, which they're collecting to hopefully shake Spectre from the spell he's under. A skyscraper is about to fall over, but Superman grabs it and puts it back in place. He tells the others he's got more to do, then compliments them on their good work. Meanwhile, one of the kids finds something that also fell to Earth. Some kind of bug. 
First appearance of Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle the Third. Meanwhile, in the literal center of the universe, the team from issue two is there to protect it. It's really unclear what they're protecting. A patch of space? A planet? Anyway, there's lots of action. In the twin cities of Keystone and Central, Wally West and Linda Park West watch their twin babies sleeping. There's news of super tornadoes kicking up, along with shots of the Amazons attacking. The announcer says, After years of preaching peace across the globe, one can't help but wonder, was it all a lie? Linda refuses to believe it, while Wally suits up. An instant later, the tornadoes are gone. Back to the Batcave, Clark, too, lays it out for Bruce. Gotham still saw the sun. His Bruce married Selina and had Helena, a.k.a. Huntress. Clark believes Earth 2 fell when his Bruce was killed and says that he will gladly stand aside for this Bruce. The world needs the world's finest. Back to Themyscira. Diana orders the Purple Death Ray to be stopped. It's just proving the world's concerns about the Amazons. She tells her sisters they must go. The whole island must retreat from man's world. It is agreed. There is a prayer to Athena, goodbyes are made, and Diana is left alone. Not clear what happened to the Omax. Back to our Luthor, who tries to convince Black Adam to step into the mind-white machine as a test. Yeah, that's not going to happen. He's interrupted by someone behind him. It's another Luthor? Our Luthor, the one in the battle suit, collapses from a terrible headache caused by the other Luthor, whose theta brainwaves are overpowering the other. Both fire energy bolts at the other. Back at the Batcave... Clark, too, tells Bruce, none of this is your fault. He can't trust anyone, and in this world, he's right. When Earth 2 takes over, the people in it will be better. And what about Dick Grayson? Is he a better man on your Earth than he is on mine? No, I didn't think so. Bruce, always ready, whips out a green K ring, but it has no effect because it's not from Clark 2's Krypton. He blasts the ring with heat vision. Bruce, it would have been nice. He flies away. Back to the Luthors with Lex 1 removing the disguise from the other. It's Alex from Earth 3. Superboy Prime grabs Lex 1 and rips off the armor, forcing Lex to transport out. Superboy Prime begs Alex to let him go into the world. No, not until the tower is ready. Karen reads the journal entry, with panels interspersed with Bruce finally seeing the Watchtower black box, which had to repair itself. Lois's journal explains how sad she and Clark, too, are and how much they miss Karen. She flies back, only to find a massive tower with anti-monitor embedded within it, along with various heroes, including Martian Manhunter, Black Adam, The Ray, Lady Quark. There's also the Dome of R2-D2 for some reason. Karen is then knocked out at super speed. Bruce sees the recording, Martian Manhunter being attacked by... Superboy Prime! He's the one that destroyed the Watchtower. Superboy Prime and Alex stand over Karen's body. I told you she wouldn't help us. Kara will help us, Superboy, and so are Kel Al, whether they like it or not. Alex twirls a metaphorical mustache at this point. He was established in Crisis of Infinite Earths as a hero. What happened? Infinite Crisis number four, Homecoming. Written by Jeff Johns, penciled by Phil Jimenez, George Perez, and Ivan Reyes, 
inked by Andy Lanning, Larry Stucker, George Perez, Mark Campos, Eau Claire Albert, Jimmy Palmiotti, and Drew Garissi. Colored by Jeremy Cox and Guy Major, lettered by Nick J. Napoleano, assistant editor Janine Schaefer, and editor Eddie Berganza. We begin with a group of villains in a bomber, Mala and the Brain, Phobia, Gemini, and a few others, along with Chemo. Do you think Chemo understands what we're going to do? I do not think he cares. Chemo is dropped out of the bomb bay into Bloodhaven. We see shots of cops getting their cut, human trafficking, and the mayor getting a bribe, all of which are vaporized along with the city. Superboy Prime and Alex watch the carnage, like Sodom and Gomorrah. Karen, now attached to the tower, asks the classic hero question, What are you doing? Cue a long piece of exposition from Alex. He and Superboy Prime have been coming to this bleak universe for quite some time. Superboy Prime retrieved the anti-monitor's corpse, Alex posed as Lex and formed the secret society who collected the heroes needed for the tower. One of those collected was Psycho Pirate, who orchestrated the new Eclipso and Spectre's mission. Lex gave Brother Eye sentience. Superboy Prime moved worlds around to make a space at the center of the universe, which happened to kick off the Ran-Thanagar War. Now, the tower is powered up and has opened an access point to create a new perfect Earth. So, Psycho Pirate caused all the recent rifts among the Trinity, right? Nope, it was all them. Karen says that Superman will stop them. Alex needs him alive since there's always a Luthor to go along with him. Alex kisses Karen and zaps her asleep. He then allows Superboy Prime to go talk to... him. Back at the destroyed Bloodhaven, Bruce stops Dick from entering the area. Various powered heroes are there looking for survivors. Bruce tells Dick he needs his help. Soups 2 returns. Alex was right about this, Bruce. But what about Dick Grayson? In time, he would become corrupted like the others, says Alex. He then sends Clark 2 to Lois's two sides, keeping him out of the way. Smallville. Superboy Prime shows up at the Kent farm to talk to Connor. He's quite polite at first, but it quickly becomes a battle. You're not Superboy! Crypto joins the fray. There's a lot of damage. In El Paso, Booster and Skeets have tracked down the scarab. They quickly learn that Jaime has it and that it is fused to Jaime's spine. What do you suggest we do now? Back to Bruce and Dick, who's brought up to speed. Why would a Superman do this? Why would he risk everything? To save someone he loves. Dick plans to go to Titan's Tower to call up the troops. Dick, the early years, I've forgotten if they were good for you, weren't they? The best. Back to Smallville. Connor is getting his butt kicked, but he's smiling. A massive team with members of the Titans, the Doom Patrol, and the JSA have arrived. Superboy Prime. What are you doing? I'm not a bad guy. In Gotham, at the morgue, Tex work over the body of Crispus Allen, who had a hero crash into his car and then was shot in the back. Uh, Montoya thinks a cop killed him. The CSU head tech. Who? Jim Corrigan? Yeah. They leave the room, Alan's body sits up, and the specter's soul appears, absorbed into Alan's body. I repent my actions, forgive me! Back to Smallville. If you're a fan of minor heroes, you may want to skip ahead a few seconds. Superboy Prime proceeds to accidentally destroy Panther, Wildebeest, and Bushida, while maiming Risk and terribly beating others. 
You're ruining me. You're making me like you. There's a voice. We got him, guys. Jay, Wally, and Bart have grabbed Superboy Prime and push him toward the Speed Force. Jay can't keep up with the others and drops out. Wally is pulled back by his lightning rod, a.k.a. Linda. This leaves Bart all alone, or is he? Barry Allen, in the Speed Force, arrives to give his grandson a hand. Max Mercury and Johnny Quick appear as well, who all drag Superboy Prime into the Speed Force. They tell Bart that Wally's waiting for you, but Bart pushes him in as well. You can't get rid of me. Don't any of you understand? I'm going to be Superman. Jay appears. The Speed Force is gone. Alex calls in the Omax to protect the tower. He then tells Psycho Pirate to control Black Adam, forcing him to say Shazam. Out in space, the heroes continue their fight against the storm. Airwave is pulled in a million directions. Firestorm is separated, leaving only Jason. Alex appears in the storm. At last, it will be undone. Heroes begin disappearing. The Earths begin to merge. Superman 2 and Lois 2 find themselves in Metropolis with the Daily Star building in front of them. We're here, Lois. We're home. Infinite Crisis number 5. Faith. Written by Jeff Johns, penciled by Phil Jimenez, Jerry Ordway, and Ivan Rice, inked by Andy Lanning, Jerry Ordway, and Art Thiebert, colored by Jeremy Cox, Guy Major, and Rod Race, lettered by Nick J. Napoletano, assistant editor Janine Schaefer, editor Eddie Berganza. We begin outside of a church. Mr. Terrific and Ragman are wondering why they are there. A mass is being held for all the metas to bless those that have fallen and or disappeared with Zoriel at the pulpit. The two Earths have not yet merged, but they should have torn each other apart by now. Another disaster is reported and the heroes are off. Keystone Earth 2. A group of Golden Age heroes wonder where they are and why the others have disappeared. Sand checks out the ground and determines it was all manufactured. There are no civilians, only heroes. Clark and Lois, too, stand in front of the Daily Star building. We did it. We saved you. Earth 1, Batcave. Booster and Jaime, blindfolded, of course, have broken in to find Bruce. Batman, this is Jaime Reyes, the new Blue Beetle. The what? I'm not anything. Booster swats Jaime, and the beetle armor activates. Booster says he knows Bruce is planning an assault on Brother I. He's from the future, so it's in the historical records, including the team he is considering. Booster called them, and they are on their way. Oh, and Jaime can see through Brother's cloaking device. Back to our Luthor, who put Connor in a Luke Skywalker-type healing tank. For all my troubles up north, I gotta look at their technology. So should you, my son. On Earth 2, Soups 2 shows Lois 2 around and they reminisce. Lois collapses. She's dying. Superman always saves Lois Lane. She dies in his arms and he screams, blowing out all the windows nearby. Our Superman hears his counterpoint's scream from across the Earth and flies toward it. Lois Lane Kent of Earth 2, 1938 to 2005. Rest in peace. Boston. Diana tries to break up some looters, and they begin throwing stuff at her. Murderer? Hypocrite? Suddenly, an invisible jet lands, one from World War II. It's the spirit of Earth 2's Wonder Woman, last seen in Crisis on Infinite Earths. We get a quick primer. Then, Diana 2 explains she was sent with the last of her Steve Trevor's strength, they were in Olympus, 
She's there to tell our Diana that Superman needs her help and that she needs to remember to be human again. Remember, everyone makes mistakes, even Superman. Soup's one arrives on Earth, too, intending to help his counterpart in his moment of grief. Instead, Clark, too, begins a huge fight, at one point swiping the cover of action number one. You killed my wife. No one is getting hurt, as there are no civilians. Alex and Psycho Pirate watch the carnage. Alex doesn't care about Lois 2 or Superboy Prime, as both have served their purpose. Back to the battle, Diana arrives and gets Clark 2 in the lasso. I don't need your magic lasso to tell the truth. It's what people from my Earth do. He goes over all of it again. The JLA lobotomized villains, Batman spawned an OMAC army, Diana murdered Max Lord, and worst of all, you, Superman, could have stopped this carnage before it started. You should have led them to a better tomorrow. If you're from this Earth, it can't be perfect, because a perfect Earth doesn't need Superman. Clark, too, breaks down, then flies off. Alex is making final plans, noting that one of the beings on the tower is Breach, the Captain Atom of Earth-8, where heroes like Kyle Rayner would have gone if the multiverse was allowed to continue its existence. But now Alex reveals his actual goal, to sift through all the worlds to find the perfect one. Back at the cave, the team is assembled. Green Lanterns, Hal and John, Black Canary, Green Arrow... Mr. Terrific, Metamorpho, Black Lightning. The Cosmic Team is also doing their bit at the center of the universe. In the midst of giant hands reaching out of the fracture, we see the Starship Enterprise for some reason. Alex activates his master stroke, and it involves Superman. We see a shot of Soup's 2 being split into various versions of himself, along with multiple Earths emerging. Dick has sent out his SOS from Titan's Tower, and he sees all the Earths in the sky. Connor arrives and they compare notes. Connor knows where to go and they are off. Let's shut these guys down. In Tokyo, the new, well, the good guy, Dr. Light, sees what appears to be Barry appear in the chaos. It's actually Bart in Barry's suit. You have to tell them, find them. We couldn't hold them. He's escaped. He's coming. Who? Him. Superboy Prime appears in the sky, now wearing anti-monitor's armor. The rest of this issue is a preview of the next event involving One Year Later. And this basically is the beginning of the never-ending crisis. (laughs) Superboy Prime is back, and he's pissed. How will the multiverse be saved? Tune in for the conclusion in our next Crisis episode. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Check out Instagram at sfpodnetwork. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.